Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 430 for Tuesday, the 15th of December, 2015. Say hi to Shelly De Silva. Hello, also, guys. Also, Jeff Weston over there in a Christmassy looking newsroom. And Adam is on camera. Hey, Adam. He nodded. I can assure you, he nodded. Yep. Tonight, we celebrate 20 years of the GNU Image Manipulation Program by continuing our 20 weeks of GIMP Tip Series. We're going to travel back in time, or at least it seems. We're going to take a digital photo and make it look 100 years old. Ooh. Also, we're going to learn uh, how to use free tools on Linux to download videos from YouTube. We're also going to learn how to download directly to MP3. Jumping over to the newsroom. Hey, Jeff, what's coming up? Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Amazon has pulled hoverboards from their sites amid safety concerns. Cybersecurity experts are warning that ransomware is the fastest growing form of computer malware. YouTube Gaming for Android gets a cardboard mode for more immersive viewing. The Joomla security team has just released a new version of the Joomla patch uh, for a critical remote command execution vulnerability, try to say that five times real fast, that affects all versions as far back as 1.5. And are you under 16? Well, a possible revision to the digital age of consent may mean you can no longer use Facebook or other social media sites. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Shelly DeSilva. Nice to see you, Shell. How you been? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, keeping keep, busy. You are keeping busy? Mm-hmm. I got a call from you this week because WordPress 4.4 came out. How is that working out? Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Nice to be an early adopter. Sometimes not so much. Um, we have seen some problems, eh, here and there with yeah. WordPress upgrades, mm-hmm. uh, going from 4.3 point whatever to 4.4 uh, and mm-hmm. having the whole system crash out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of those today at work. So Yeah, the, the problem is, is the, with this particular bug, which is known, uh, and is, there is a patch, and they are patching it on 4.4.1, which okay. we're waiting to find out when it's coming out. Uh, but uh, you, you go in, and it says you've got to upgrade to the latest and greatest WordPress, and it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And there's really not a lot of mention about this bug online, unless oh. you know specifically what to look for. Okay. You hit that upgrade button, and well, you I guess, salvaged it, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, but you, you at that point, you're like locked out. You mm-hmm. can't get onto the main website. You can't get into the administrative panel. No. It won't let you sign in to fix no. or undo. Nothing. So you've got to actually go in and, and patch it manually, which is mm. a bit of a pain for most users, if you even have FTP access anymore. The whole thing with mm-hmm. using WordPress is you don't need it, right? You're supposed to be able just to use their interface. Mm-hmm. So they're working on a fix. So watch for 4.4.1. So if you see that your WordPress is ready to be up to upgraded, you might want to make sure you have FTP access first mm. so that you can patch it if you need to. Uh, but also, uh, you could wait until 4.4.1 
when okay. they implement the patch so that they will not lock you out of your system and Perfect. break it. I ha- speaking of little little scares, I came into the studio tonight and fired up the old systems, and we've got the demo machine that mm-hmm. I use for all of the on-la- on-air demonstrations and everything. And I'm working away, working away, getting our shots set up, getting Jeff's Christmas tree set up, and system Christmas. completely turned off. And oh, I, no. I was like a little moment of panic. Okay, yeah. Did the power supply just bake itself? Or oh, you know, no. that would be really miserable before a show. And I opened it up, and turns out the liquid cooling system had evaporated over time. And I guess I haven't been watching it close enough. Oh, no. you got to keep up with this stuff. So I called oh, around my. Barrie, and I yep. was shocked to find that in Barrie, here in Ontario, Canada... Mm-hmm. Um, the stores will sell you a liquid cooling system, but they don't carry the coolant. <laughs> Hello. So I, I'm using the touch screen to type. It's like a 27-inch touch screen here. Using that with mm-hmm. an on-screen keyboard typoing to Jeff and saying, hey, man, can you stop and find me some liquid coolant? And then I found some that I just had kicking around. Some, And so I, there was just enough to. So that's the liquid coolant that cools our servers. So if you use you a liquid go. cooling system, this is like checking your fire alarms every time the yeah. time changes and, and at daylight savings time. Oh. Uh, check your, your liquid coolant as well. Yeah. <laughs> Take for granted that you know mm-hmm. the computer's just running, and I turn it off after a Tuesday show and turn it back on. And, yep. But that's as simple as it was. So thankfully, I still had a little bit in stock. I'm gonna and have we're to, up. We're up and running. Yeah, I'm going to have to order some online, though, mm-hmm. because you can't buy I it I didn't locally. even know that. So that's How nuts is that? Need to know. Yeah. So and now you get online and there's like three billion different types of coolant that you can buy. <laughs> yep, and pick so the right one. You got to pick the right one. What do you think of this show? You were looking at this before the show. Yeah. You ever seen one of these fly? Have no. I, really? I, it was supposed to um, be charged the last time, but I didn't get to see it. Oh, well there you go. See if I should do like. Can it some... fetch things? <laughs> I don't know what kind of payload a teeny <laughs> drone could could handle. I should like zip around and see how quick Adam is. Come on, camera guy. Come on, guy. <laughs> can he keep up? Yeah, keep he's up. keeping up. Good. Uh, I would love to give a couple of these away to you. All you have to do is get over to patreon.com slash category five. And these are teeny drones. And we've got these in our shop. You can go to cat5.tv slash teeny drones to find out more about them. But we've got a race pack. So that means oh, you and I could actually race one another. Yeah. The, the controllers neat. don't interfere with one another, so mm-hmm. we can race. Or you can charge one while the other one is flying and then switch back and forth. Whatever you want to do. Um, all you have to do is pledge to support us for just 25 cents or more per mm-hmm. episode yep. at patreon.com slash category five. And the first 100 participants in that are going to be a part of the draw. And we're going to be drawing yep. for those two. These and you're going to cool. win both of those if you are the winner. Do they come in different colors as well? They do. There's uh, the blue. Uh, there's uh, like a red orange mm-hmm. color. And yep. then there is black. Oh, neat. And my son and I actually, you can you can disassemble it if you want. Uh, just for fun. We bought yep. some spray paint. We took we took his apart yep. and spray painted it silver. Camo. And it's, yeah, you could do all that kind of stuff and have mm-hmm. fun with it. And it's able to handle the, the little bit of added weight yeah. of, the, uh, of the paint. But okay. uh, they're so much fun. And yeah, I'd love to send those uh, to you. So patreon.com slash category five uh, to participate in that draw. And by doing that, you're actually supporting 
yeah. Category 5 Technology TV, our mm-hmm. network of shows. You can find out more about us there. Uh, but we, we, you know, we got to pay the rent here at mm-hmm. the studio. We've yep. got to, I just paid the internet bill today, uh, yesterday, and our internet this month was about 300, it was $367. Yeah. So it's, it's like from month to month, it kind of fluctuates depending on how much broadcasting we do yep. and, and uh, you know, how, I guess there are certain variables because it's all bandwidth based. Yes. But we send our signal across the way. There's a tower, an LTE tower. Uh, about a kilometer that way. Okay. And you can see it from our front door. So we have an antenna, a, a Yagi antenna pointed directly at that tower. And that's how we are able to broadcast to you live tonight. Mm-hmm. So all Same the different the bills. Room. Yeah, and, and we're in the chat room mm-hmm. and we're able to do demonstrations and everything through that internet connection. Uh, they're just are not, we can't get anything out here in the industrial area of Barrie. There's DSL and that's it. You can't mm-hmm. broadcast through DSL. So, yeah. all that said, we've got the month-to-month bills and your contributions, your support, mm. supporting us through our partners by shopping there uh, on Amazon through our links and uh, Newegg, um, various different sites. Mm-hmm. That really helps us out, and uh, we appreciate that. Got our first check from uh, Amazon Europe oh, uh, neat. this week, which was really cool. What uh, do we do there? People purchase stuff through oh, Amazon, yeah. right? Through so you sponsors. go, yeah, oh, you go through our partner links oh, on partner. our website, That's it. Yeah. and uh, so we got our first check in pounds, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it, it was like two and a half times the the face value of it here in Canada. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was kind of a bonus when they oh. when they deposited that, and it was two That's and a neat. half times what what it says mm-hmm. on the check. So buy everything in pounds. Yeah, that works there we out go. really well. <laughs> Not U.S. Favor. dollars. It does not work in our favor, though. Well, if you're buying in U.S. dollars, it does. Does it? it like, if, if someone is shopping on Amazon.com, okay. it comes to us. We deposit it into our Canadian account, mm-hmm. but it's U.S. dollars, so it's actually worth more than what it says on the check. It's if we were buying we in U.S., then it, that's when it <laughs> would not work in our favor. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for your support. It is making a world of mm-hmm. difference, yes. and, uh, and we appreciate you. Uh, being a part of it. Go to patreon.com slash category 5 mm-hmm. and that's a great way to support category 5 TV. Mm-hmm. Should you do the tag? Yes. Tell them what we're a part of. We are a member of the Tech Broadcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Um, cat5.tv slash tpn and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. cat5.tv slash iaib. Thanks, Sean. I like how it just... Acronyms. Anyways. Like that? It just makes it simple. Yeah. At least that does. was the plan. So it'd be it's better than going to like internet, International Association of Internet oh. Broadcasters dot com slash yeah. user slash I didn't even know you can create things like that, like short snippets. Yeah, we of have things. a, a sh- uh, URL shortener, mm-hmm. cat5.tv, mm-hmm. which sometimes can cause confusion. Category5.tv is our mm-hmm. website. Cat5.tv is our URL shortener. So that's okay. kind of cool. But people use like bit.ly and things mm-hmm. like that. To shorten URLs mm-hmm. makes it a lot simpler. Them. Helps us also to be able to keep track of you know if somebody clicks on a link. Yeah, that's we true. We can see the the click through. Mm-hmm. So it just helps us to know, hey, that thing that we talked about, people are actually clicking on it. It works. Yeah, it works. Hey, would you like to check out uh, how to make uh, an age old photo in yes. the GIMP? Oh yeah. What do you use? Uh, you're a graphic designer. Yeah. By so trade, so I would use Photoshop. You got lots of money to just throw around, eh? Yeah. I do. No, I don't. I really don't. For those of us who... But I did use GIMP. Yeah. I've been using GIMP. You were telling me that you were recommending GIMP yeah. to uh, Someone, a friend. So yeah. That, that's cool. 
Um, what, okay, so we've never talked about this, so this mm-hmm. is a good opportunity for you and I to discuss. What is your impression from a graphic designer, Shelly being a professional graphic designer, professional. who uses Photoshop? Well, you get paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the I know, definition. It just sounds funny. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Amateur. No, that's no, you get paid, so you're not amateur. Oh, anymore. I don't know what to call myself. I just do what I do. I <laughs> right. have no title. So, what's your impression of the GNU Image Manipulation Program? The GIMP. Yeah. Mm. I haven't used it in a while, to be honest. But and it's evolved a lot. It's open source, so people yeah. are feeding it with that's great true. features. You know what? I gotta try it again. There we go. It's open source. It's free. Mm-hmm. You can download it at GIMP.org, mm-hmm. and it's a photo editor an image manipulation tool or suite of software that just Mm -hmm. gives you all the tools at your fingertips to do some really cool stuff. And through the course of our 20 weeks of GIMP tips, we uh, are going to be showing you how to use that software. Perfect. So tonight we are going to take this photo that we took of you just before the show. There's uh, you and Jeff. Let's see if I can find you here on my screen. There we go. There they are, folks. So I'm going to open that with the GNU image manipulation program. Does that look like a good shot? We've also got this one where Jeff was laughing they shrunk hysterically. They down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to get a stool. Out, but it's all skewed. Look yeah. at it. Okay, so let's... First of all... Is that a good, good photo? Are you happy with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What we're doing tonight, this is the fourth part of the uh, GIMP Tips series. We're doing 20 weeks of this. So with each... In iteration, we are adding a, a new feature, giving you something else to learn mm-hmm. uh, how to do um, some tricks with the GIMP. So tonight we're going to make this photo, which we took just before the show here in 2015, and we're going to turn it into a 100-year-old Are you professional photo. at this? I guess technically. What? I'm a web developer, so I use GIMP to do all the web stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. So Neat. I get paid to do web design, and it needs graphics, so there you I go. guess I am. I'm a professional, folks. There we go. All right. There he is. So let's, let's get it out. All right. First of all, I want to use the, the rectangular select tool up here at the top right because I want to crop out things like the coffee maker and stuff like that and just grab this nice photo of Jeff and Shelly. So I've selected it. And notice how I was able to move that marquee. A little bit different than Photoshop in that regard, eh? And I can not only move it, but I can, we learned this before, you can actually change the size and proportions, the shape of that marquee as well. So I want to center those two in the, in the marquee so that when I right-click, image, crop... Do you use Quark at all? No, I don't use Quark. Hmm. Just asking. Unless you're asking about a character from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> no. All right, so there we go. We've cropped it, right? Nice and simple. Simple stuff, right? So to make this look old, you know, a couple of different things that we want to do. First of all, I'm going to right-click on the image and go Script Foo, Color, and Split Tone with ED. And ED is Edge Detection. I guess they ran out of space. (laughs) But I'm not going to actually use Edge Detection. What I want to do is I I like using the default colors here uh, to get started. And what this is, this is the highlights are going to be orange and the shadows are going to be blue kind of an aqua color Mm. and i just simply hit okay and what it does is it kind of changes the hue of that photo so that's one way that we can really really quickly change the uh, colorization without making it black and white Mm. real quick little tip for you from the gnu image manipulation program it's like duotone 
Yeah, so I can turn off that blue layer to make it, it so you can see what the just the orange by itself does. Yeah. And I can, in fact, turn, I can select the blue layer and change the opacity to kind of bring down the blue a little bit. And yeah, I like that it's it, it's not quite black and white. It's, a, it's completely desaturated, but we're not mm -hmm. looking at a black and white image. There is some color in that. So maybe not 100 years old. When did they bring out color film? When did Kodak work their magic? You Google it. 65. Let us know. 1965? I'm guessing. No. That's just your guess? No. It no. I, think I, I want to say that I saw a news article just the other day. Something like 1895 was the first 1895? color. 1895? Something like that. No. There was, it was an initial... Um, we I forget this? the guy's name. I want to say he was from Google, France or Google something. This, yeah. But he had the first color photos, and it was like easily 100 years ago. Have you guys seen yeah. um, The Crudes? No. Where they used to take photos with a rock, and they would just like smack it on your face, and whatever impression you got is, oh, was the picture. Oh, right. The, the 3D cartoon. I think I saw the kids yeah. watching that. Yeah, that's it. Okay. It was actually so really I didn't, funny. I didn't sit down and watch it, but yeah, that looked cute. <laughs> that looked real cute. She's actually Googling this, folks. What am I Googling? So, and that is a verb oh, yeah. if anyone gives me a hard time over it. So that's one thing that I can do there. And I can also use tools like desaturation. So if I right-click and go colors and then uh, hue saturation, oh, I can bring... You're right. What? 1861, I think it is. According to Wikipedia, 1861. So you were close. You were only off by four years if you were 100 years. Didn't I say, did I say 65 or 95? 60-something. Shelly said 65, but Was she it, didn't I'm specify. trying to Google it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing the same thing? Yep. <laughs> I'm seeing the first color photo was made by a three-color method suggested by James Clerk RG. Maxwell in 1855, taken in 1861 by Thomas Sutton. Yeah, wow. See, it would have been most likely RGB, I would think. Yeah. So it, did someone actually figure that out? That's yeah. amazing. And they, the process would have been completely different from how oh, it is now. Yeah, totally. They're really good photos, too. Like, there's one here from 1903. Yeah. That's incredible. Does oh, it wow. look better than today's? Well, I mean, <laughs> for 18... Yeah, that's what for I meant. 1903. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, for 1903, it's incredible. Because really we're trying to, to fudge done. it at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. Now that we know that they had color, we have to completely change our tutorial. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, if you want to see those samples from 1861, make sure you visit Wikipedia. And what was mm. the search? It is for color photography. photography. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get a look at uh, desaturation. This is where... Let's undo everything that I've done so far. Just I, and one of the nice things about GIMP 2 is I can just hit Control-Z, 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 and go back in time, and it's going to let me step back. Uh, oh, maybe not in this case. I think I must have saved at some point. Or Let's check this out. Okay, desaturation. I just want to show you the difference. If I right-click and go Colors, Hue Saturation, I can grab that saturation, and right now I'm on the Master Channel. So as I desaturate, which is to turn down the saturation, watch what happens to the photograph. It's in preview mode, so it doesn't go black and white. It just kind of lose. It gets a softness to it, and it loses some of that color. So it's not black and white. Let's okay that so you can actually see. You can still see there's a little bit of yellow on there. I really desaturated it, but you get the idea? Mm -hmm. So desaturation is a completely different thing versus what we're doing, which is, okay, we're using a, a tool. But that gives you t a two <laughs> a filter, ways. Yeah. yeah, a filter from ScriptFoo. But that That's gives you neat. two kind of ways that you can, you can s sort of make that okay. effect. Yeah. Desaturation is a great way to 
make your photo look a little softer too if you're taking some wedding pictures or something like that. Mm-hmm. Next step is we want to add some kind of a kind of a crackle to the photo. This mm-hmm. this thing has been sitting in the bottom drawer of someone's dresser for the last hundred years. It's gonna it's not gonna be perfect. Yeah, it's gonna have some, some grunge. To it's it. gonna have some grunge on it. And grunge is a great word to use as you're doing your search. But you could even do something as simple as let's say cracked wall and nice. do an image search. And all these images that you're going to see, like a cracked wall like that. So first thing I want to do, because we're doing this on a, on a TV show, is I want to change my usage rights to labeled for reuse with modifications so that any of the images that I see here are going to be uh, legally licensed for Good me to point. use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you want to do that if you're using these on your website or anything at all. So we find one that is going to work for us as oh, far as... You know, there's that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's got a bit of a brown to it. There's some that are really Ooh, cracked. We'd look like we've been sitting at the bottom of that drawer for yeah. Do you want to give it a go? <laughs> let's. Uh, so I've downloaded that image, but let's just check out the attribution on that. Uh, this photo is licensed Creative Commons, and where's the license here? Some mm-hmm. rights reserved. I'll click on it. It's Creative Commons attribution. 2.0 generic attributed to Liz West. Thanks, Liz West, for letting us use this photo. Great Appreciate gal. that. Um, so let's uh, grab that photo and open with GNU Image Manipulation Program. Convert the colors. That's fine. And then let's grab that. I'm going to highlight with Control-A. You can see that the marquee is now dancing around there like a bunch of ants. And then I can hit Control-C to copy it to my clipboard and then Control-V to paste it in. Now I can't, I don't want to work with anything, I don't want to do anything with that layer just yet because you'll see what it actually is, is a floating selection. So I want to right click and go layer to new layer. And what that does is it creates a new layer with that image. Totally flattens it, eh? Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> so now I'm going to go and change the mode of that layer. So by default, we're set to normal. So that means it's, you know, fully opa- it has a full opacity. You can't see through it. Uh, so we want to change that to say something like, and you can try all different things. Let's try grain extract. That's going to give us a real blackness. I can try things like uh, colors invert on that layer. And that gives us a kind of a so now it's actually, see what I've done is I've changed the, I've made it a black image. So I've changed the white to black and vice versa. So that gives me a little bit of a different effect. Neat. And I can change the opacity of that or scroll through and find one that I really like as far as the crackle effect. Whoa, we look like Avatar. Cool. So that's a bit, I would say that's a bit severe. Let's see. What? I'm going to invert it back. You may find that some images won't work quite as well as some others. That, because it doesn't have a real feel of real realism to it. Maybe it's just the way that the wall has kind of peeled a little bit. So it should have mm-hmm. a little bit, it almost has a bit of a depth to the uh, the crackle. Let's use your uh, word, grunge, texture. And we get all these kinds of things. So you can see, hey, there's a pretty neat one there. Mm -hmm. And let's grab that. Multiply would be a good one for this. Yeah. Let's give that a go. So I'm going to grab this image. And again, let's uh, look at the attribution for this image. 
We're searching for images that we have the right to use. This is uh, attribution to Brent. You want to give it a go? Lehmanstall. Thank you, Brent, for making this available to us for use on Category 5 TV. Great guy. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to open that with GIMP. And let's grab that same way. Control A, Control C, and then click on here and go Control V, and then layer to new layer and turn off the original one that we had added in there. You'll see that this goes outside of the, um, the box there, so I can move it around if I want to. It goes outside of the canvas. So I can change that. You want me to try multiply. Oh, I've got the wrong layer. Here we go. Multiply. Oh, is there two of them? A little bit dark. Yeah, you gotta change it. So you can scroll through with your, your so neat, cursor. Though, eh? Yeah, it gives a cool effect, eh? Mm -hmm. And you can find the one that is Whoa. going to work for you. You'll see some do not work and some will invert the the photo completely. But you will you'll find one that is gonna work for you. Sparkly was just saying in the chat room that you could use the marble as well. Sometimes that works. Oh as an like effect. A, a marble floor or something like that. Yeah. This has given us a pretty cool effect. Mm -hmm. That's burn. And what I noticed there, Shell, is that it, it has a, a, it's very dark. Mm -hmm. So we learned last week if we hit Control-Alt-L, now that we've set up that hotkey, we can bring up our levels, okay. just like Photoshop, and I can increase the bright, the, kind of the lightness of that texture so that it's not quite so sh you know, shadow-oriented. Mm. So I can kind of bring that up a little bit. So it looks, uh, it looks pretty rough. As far as kind of crackled. Ooh, his neck and, looks like someone ate it. Oh, I, I can do some, <laughs> I can do some erasure some clothing. there. Look, yeah. doesn't it? Like uh, <laughs> Resident Evil. We can, we can nice. <laughs> Whatever works. So we're, we're looking, you know, kind of, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. But the next thing that an old camera had was a... A vignette. These days, we don't have vignetting on our images because mm -hmm. the lenses are so flawless. And if you've got a good lens, you're not going to see any kind of aberrations around the edge of the lens. Yeah, but exactly. the old days, we did have that. So a couple of things that we'd want to do. First of all, your lens is round. So we're going to use a round ellipse marquee. And we're going to hold in the left shift key as we click so that it's a perfectly round circle because Ooh, we don't want it day. we don't want it to be an oval no. because who has an oval lens it's got to be round and i'm going to bring it just outside of the edge and put you two as the subjects of that image then i'm going to feather that so we're going to right click and go select feather and we want it to be fairly proportional to the size of our image it's 2700 by 2000 so we can make our feather about uh, I'd say about 400 pixels and you can okay. experiment with that so that's gonna give us a bit of a feathering on the edge and then select invert, invert. so now we're we've got a selection on the outside of that circle and it has a feather so now if I right click and go edit copy visible just to show you I'm gonna paste that and then create a new layer because we learned about that and if I turn off the other layers this is going to show you what I just copied to the clipboard. So that's kind of the mm -hmm. outside, and it has a nice feathered edge so that nice. it's nice and soft. So first thing we want to do is with that feathered edge, let's give that a little bit of a blur. So we're going to go filters, Gaussian blur, and let's make that uh, about 15 pixels, really blur out the edges of the photo which is going to be 
something that's going to happen on those old images. Oh, neat. And then same thing, a circle for our subjects right in the middle. Select feather. You can play with the numbers. Right click, select invert. Now let's create a new layer. This time we're not going to copy anything to our clipboard and we're going to fill that with black. And you can see that that gives a, a full vignetting nice. on mm -hmm. the edge. Now we turn down the opacity of that so that it places the focus in the center of the image, gives us a nice vignette on the, on the uh, outside mm -hmm. of the image. So that's a really, really quick demonstration of how to create the effect. Mm -hmm. um, you can play with all these different yeah. methods. Because Experiment. What, yeah, I think what we're doing is we're teaching the methods behind how to use the layers, how to mm -hmm. create vignettes, and how to do these different things. And then you play around with them, change the numbers. Mm -hmm. yep. um, your feathering, for example, isn't necessarily going to be 400 pixels. It mm -hmm. might be 25 pixels. It might be mm -hmm. 700. It depends on the size of your image and what effect you're going for. Uh, but that will... Uh, that will give you some, some starter points. So that is uh, part four of our GIMP tips, 20 weeks of GIMP nice. tips. And next week we're going to have another one for you, so make sure you check out Category 5 Technology TV uh, next Tuesday night. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Shelly. We're going to head on over to the newsroom, and right after the news we're going to be showing you how to download video from YouTube. Mm -hmm. So stick around. Off to the newsroom. Hey, Jeff. Hello, hello. It's Tuesday, December 15th, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Amazon has pulled hoverboards from their sites amidst the safety concerns we reported last week. Cybersecurity experts are warning that ransomware is the fastest growing form of computer malware, and the numbers continue to rise at a frightening level. YouTube gaming for Android gets a cardboard mode for more immersive viewing. And are you running Joomla? you need to upgrade immediately. The Joomla security team has patched a critical vulnerability that lets a remote user take full control of their site. And are you under 16? Well, a possible revision to the digital age of consent may mean you can no longer use Facebook or other social media sites. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Christmas Child is one of the great stories that's unfolding in our lifetime. We are only seeing just the beginning of this project. And these children will change the world. I'm Jeff Weston, filling in for Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. Amazon appears to have stopped selling hoverboards on its UK and US sites. The London Fire Brigade issued a warning in October after a rideable board on charge in a bedroom in Southwark caught fire. Newsbeat has searched Amazon and can only find accessories for the devices still for sale. Trading standards recently warned that the, that the demand for them had led to a big increase in cheap and dangerous imitations, which can be flammable. One of the companies which had its product pulled, Swagway, gave a statement to the technology site The Verge saying Amazon just sent out a notice to all hoverboard sellers to provide documentation demonstrating that all hoverboards you list are compliant with applicable safety standards. 
The sales of the devices in the UK have taken off in the past year, but there have been worries about safety uh, connected to them. Recently, three leading American airline groups banned them, saying their batteries present an unacceptable fire hazard. Authorities in the UK have seized more than 15,000 of them at ports and airports in recent weeks. And it is illegal to ride them on public roads and pavements, but there have been accidents on streets involving them. And that's interesting because down in Toronto when I'm working, I've seen several people using them. And uh, I got to say, it seems kind of dangerous on the sidewalk, especially around, uh, you know, starting time and quitting time. People just part ways for the uh, hoverboard users. Dangerous stuff. Mm. Cybersecurity experts are warning that ransomware is the fastest growing form of computer malware. It's a malicious virus that locks the user out of their computer and demands a fee to return their files. A report published by the Australian government says 72% of businesses surveyed experienced ransomware incidents in 2015. The figure was just 17% in 2013. It's also a growing threat for mobile devices as it can be hidden in an app. Jert von Schenk president of internet security company Lookout says, for the most part, we've seen ransomware delivered through drive-by downloads. It pretends to be a popular app, increasing the chances that you'll click on it. To avoid these threats, users should be very careful about the apps they install and where they come from. Read the reviews on Google Play and avoid sideloading from untrusted sources. YouTube Gaming, Google's answer to Twitch, is trying to stay ahead of the curve by adding new functionality quickly. One such feature is only available for Android right now, and it's a cardboard mode that allows you to watch any video with a theater-type big screen setting feel. It'll feel like you're sitting and watching a big screen. While the gameplay recording feature only supports 2D recording right now, one could expect that VR with full 360-degree stereoscopic 3D video will be coming sometime in the future. Put simply, YouTube and Google aren't waiting around to see what happens with virtual reality. They're going to swing for the fences. The Joomla security team has just released a new version of Joomla to patch a critical remote command execution vulnerability that affects all versions from 1.5 to 3.4. This is a serious vulnerability that can be easily exploited and is already in the wild. If you're using Joomla, you have to update it right now. If you're using an old, unsupported version of Joomla, such as 1.5 or 2.5, you have to apply the hotfixes, which you can find by going to docs.joomla.org and entering hotfix EOL into the search. By the end of this week, it could be illegal for any European child under 16 to use Facebook or Snapchat or any messaging service without the express consent of their parents. That, according to some interpretations, would be the result of a vote by an obscure committee to raise the digital age of consent from 13 to 16. In the United States, a law called the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act gives extra online protection to children under 13. And Europe has had a similar policy, which is why the likes of Facebook have not allowed children in until they become teenagers. Now, though, the European Parliament's Civil Liberties and Home Affairs Committee is considering a change which is opposed both by social media firms and many child protection experts. A last-minute amendment to Europe's data protection regulations says this, The processing of personal data of a child below the age of 16 years should only be lawful if, and to the extent that such consent is given or authorized by the holder of parental responsibility over the child. In other words, Online firms that want to deal with anyone under 16 will have to make sure they get mom and dad's permission first. That, according to several online safety experts, will make children more vulnerable, not less. In an open letter to the committee, they write that changing the age limit would deprive young people of educational and social opportunities in a number of ways, yet would provide no more, and likely even less, protection. 
Others argue that social media has provided a vital lifeline for troubled teenagers, and the risk is that they would not feel, uh, be able to go online and search for help. Dr. Rachel, o- Rachel O'Connell from the consultancy Trust Evaluates uh, suggests that rather than blocking under-16 access outright, social media comp- companies may simply have to devise ways to detect them and stop tracking them. She says social media firms could continue to offer access without processing under-16's personal data, i.e. gathering data, creating psychographic profiles of a young person, and selling it to third parties, until they get permission from the parent and young person. Even still, a number of big U.S. tech companies have launched a frantic lobbying effort to stop the amendment being passed. Big thanks this week to Garby and Roy W. Nash for our, and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to see, uh, like us to, to, to cover, send it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston filling in for Sasha Dermatis. Thanks, Jeff. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. Hi, I'm Shelly. Hey, Shelly. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Jeff. Hello. Hey. Hey, Adam. And hey to you at home. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight, we are going to touch on a topic that is a, what some would say is a gray area. It is. We're going to try to explain it. Mm-hmm. Or you, you're a professional when it comes to all illegal things. downloading? Ill- illegal <laughs> downloading. We, first of all, our stance is... We do not support uh, piracy or mm-hmm. uh, illegal downloading of any kind of content uh, whatsoever here at Category 5 TV. There are sometimes mm-hmm. instances, though, where um, through fair use or through um, just the need to, for example, alleviate the fact that you are approaching a data plan limitation or mm-hmm. maybe you need to be able to watch something on your phone, but you're going to the cottage and it's going to cost you a fortune just in bandwidth if you mm-hmm. happen to be using the internet in that way. Okay, yeah. So sometimes there's there's reason to, uh, to download something mm-hmm. from YouTube. So let's look at the legalities of it. Is it legal? Is it illegal? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can work through a, a couple of the points. I, I think really what it boils down to, Google owns YouTube, mm-hmm. and they make money by the advertising that's displayed mm-hmm. on the YouTube website. Uh, it's free for you to watch content on YouTube, so should it be free? You know, it, it, do those? Mm-hmm. Do, what do those ads do? They pay for you to be able to watch it for free. Mm-hmm. Let's work through. I've kind of summarized a few... Uh, points here, and let's just kind of go through um, mm-hmm. just for your record. And, and again, I want to state that we are not um, intr- we're not promoting mm-hmm. any kind of piracy here. But we are going to show you how to download uh, video MP3 content on YouTube with the intention of demonstrating that it's possible through uh, free Linux tools, mm-hmm. but also that there are cases where you are legitimately legally licensed to own copies Mm -hmm. or to download copies of video and sometimes that's the only way to find it Um, so downloading the video uh, to watch it offline the problem with that is then google and the people that are distributing that video cannot make money when you watch it Mm -hmm. if you download it in such a way that you know you've brought it up on your screen then your click has brought up the advertisement and so the the ad has been served but okay. then if you watch it 10 times yep. 30 times it's you know gone. then then it starts to become okay that's probably not okay 
Um, of course, Google doesn't want you to sidestep their advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like us, for example, who create content, we don't want you to sidestep the advertising um, because that's how we make the money that we need mm-hmm. in order to um, provide video on YouTube. And it's an important part of, uh, of our month-to-month as well mm-hmm. is those yep. Google ads. Um, so if you, if you are using this methodology to get around advertising, then okay. that's probably you know, not okay. Not illegal, because it's not illegal to sidestep mm-hmm. advertising. It's more of just a kind of hurts. Yeah, it kind of hurts those who are providing the content yeah. for free. And I understand now that you can actually have a job at YouTube. Like you're, sure, if you're, you're a broadcaster and, yeah. you, and you're doing well and you get a lot of views, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you, you can do that full-time. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. But if everybody were to sidestep ads, then where You'd does the revenue come from? Yeah, you wouldn't be able to keep providing that content. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a, a few things to consider there. Um, if I'm watching cable TV, for example, and a mm-hmm. commercial comes on, there's nothing holding me to my seat. I can walk away yep. and go get a tea. And then come back and sit down when the ads are over. Yep. There's nothing illegal about that. And similarly, there's nothing really pushing you to have to watch ads, but it hurts the content providers if you don't support them in that way. And I think they try their best to to have ads that kind of relate to the topic of what they're discussing anyhow. So I, yeah, absolutely. For the most part, and that's part of um, the whole system as it keeps track of kind mm. of where what you're searching for, what you mm. like. Uh, what you dislike, and then it tries to serve ads that are relevant to you. Mm-hmm. That's that works in you know in favor of the advertiser. It works mm-hmm. for the content providers because they're serving up ads that are relevant to to their viewers, yep. and it works for you because you just very well may find that hey, I was looking for a mm-hmm. new web host, and suddenly I got an ad for this great web host, and I clicked on it, and I got and it's a, a discounted great deal. or something. Yeah, and you've got a discount yeah. because the, it was a relevant targeted ad. So that's mm-hmm. a, uh, kind of a cool thing. Is it illegal? What What is your opinion? We're not lawyers by any stretch. <laughs> no, we're not um, legal consultants. I was reading up on it, and it says it's not le- illegal for your personal use. But what does that mean? Like, just to drive to the cottage, or there's that's no the reproducing thing. a commercial. And that's why you it's a gray it. area, right? Yeah. yeah, you can't resell it. You no can't reselling. can't profit off of anything that that yeah. you have obtained. And I think what it really boils down to, okay, okay, downloading off of YouTube does violate the terms of use. Okay. And we'll look a little bit at their terms of use. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily fall into illegal. Okay. However, if what you're downloading Mm -hmm. is copywritten material, Mm -hmm. so a movie that has been posted on YouTube and then you go and download it. Is that two illegal things happening Now a whole bunch of illegal (laughs) action is happening here. Right. Or music is a good example. You download the latest Vivo video. Yeah. Well, that's quite probably illegal. Not because YouTube says it's illegal, but Mm -hmm. because copyright law says, no, that's copywritten material. Mm -hmm. They've put it up so that you can view it for free, but but it is supported by ads. If you download it, then it's illegal. Okay, got it. Where it's different is where the content provider specifically says, Mm -hmm. you can get this for free. You can take this. Okay. Category 5 Technology TV. We're licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. You are free to download our shows. Okay. You can do that through our RSS feeds. You can go to our website. And I guess, technically, you could go through YouTube if that was your means. Mm-hmm. Because legally, 
we have waived that copyright and said, okay, yeah, it's still copywritten. It's still own, owned by us, but we'll give it to you for free. You can download it. You can share it. Okay. But don't sell it because then you're getting into commercial use. Yeah. And if you sell it, then we should be getting a commission on mm-hmm. that. Uh, th- that's as simple as it is. So if the copyright holder says, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do this for free and it's in written, you know, it's, it's written yeah. out. I'm trying to think what's a free video out there by a big celebrity. Oh, I think, um, for example, Taylor Swift, she let out a video and yeah. all the profits for that she was getting from that video is going towards something else. So, so it's then like are you a, stealing from a charity? I don't know. That's the thing, right? Uh, well, I think of any music video, I would think, is mm-hmm. copywritten. But then there are indie bands. Okay. Would be an example of, yeah. I just want to get my music out there. I don't care mm-hmm. if someone like, downloads it. Yeah. I want them to be listening to it because mm-hmm. I want them to maybe go and buy my CD. Okay. I'm not going to get a whole lot of advertising revenue, but that's, that's a different case. But okay. the big names, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, I can't see her saying, yeah, go ahead and download my songs okay. for free. I was just wondering if the views were kind of worked. Yeah. So I think uh, you'll, you'll know if it's the case. I think a, a good example of where it is um, waived, where it's allowed, is when it's Creative Commons licensed. Okay. When it's a video of a seminar that has been licensed under a Creative Commons license or that style of a license. Or mm-hmm. maybe there are you know, other video podcasts that you enjoy that maybe okay. they're distributed in that way. So you've got to look at the licensing behind it to know whether or not it's illegal because it's not really illegal to download it's what are you downloading, mm. if that makes sense. So looking at the terms of use, YouTube, hereby, this is 5.1 section of the terms of use for, for Google YouTube. YouTube hereby grants you permission to access and use the service subject to the following express conditions and that you agree that your failure to adhere to any of these conditions shall constitute a breach of these terms on your part. You agree not to access content through any technology or means other than the video playback pages of the website itself, the YouTube player, or other means as YouTube may explicitly designate by the, uh, for this purpose. So they are clearly saying you're supposed to be using our website, our tools. You're not allowed to use third-party tools in order to watch this mm-hmm. in the terms of use. It's not illegal, but you are saying, okay, I'm using YouTube, and, okay. and um, if I do anything differently than that, then I'm uh, breaching the terms of use. Plain and simple. Mm. It's pretty black and white. However, as far as the legality goes, the term state, you shall not copy, reproduce, distribute, transmit, broadcast, display, sell, license, or otherwise exploit any content for any other purpose without the prior written consent of YouTube or the respective licensors of the content. So now we're getting into that copyright issue. It's a mm-hmm. whole different issue. Um, and if you have yeah. the rights to download, yeah. then that's where it gets confusing and it gets to be a gray area. Mm-hmm. So is it possible? So what we're looking at tonight, we're going to show you how to use Linux to download YouTube videos. Okay. And that is, again, from the perspective of, yeah, we want to show you that it's possible. We don't endorse piracy. Mm-hmm. Don't Don't use this for any ter- you know if you have the rights yeah. to the video then fine uh, if not then I would ask that you refrain from using the techniques that we're going to show you here so I've installed uh, Debian it's a okay. f- form of Linux it's available absolutely free for you Debian.com I believe they have D- let's make sure Debian dot 
at reroutes to dot org. So Debian, D-E-B-I-A-N dot org. It's a free Linux distribution, and you can install it just as a bare bones kind of server OS, and we kind of have covered that in the past as well. So I've installed that on my computer so that I have a nice bare bones um, Linux system here. And what I'm going to do, I actually have a, uh, a network share to my other computer here so that Oh, let's change into super user. So SU. And then I can access that share. Okay, so my share is there. That just allows me to um, share files between my virtual machine, the, the Debian machine, and my actual computer. So the tool that we want to install, I'm not sure if I already have it here. I'm root, so you see that I am currently logged in as root using SU. So I can go apt-get update. And that's going to grab me the new list of uh, repository information, all the different programs that you can install in Debian. And then we simply need to install a free program that's going to let us do this. Hmm. reason I want to show you how to do this is because there are a lot of browser plugins. There are a lot of programs okay. out there that will allow you to do this. However, mm -hmm. they are laced with malware, yeah. adware, okay. Good um, to know. sometimes viruses, uh, mm -hmm. because they're playing on the fact that, hey, you want something for free so let's make it unsafe what we're going to do instead is go apt get install youtube dash dl and it tells me that i've already installed it on my system so that's fine if you haven't already installed it okay. it'll grab all the packages and you just say yes and it will install that on your computer so as super user so i've already i'm already su then that's all i type apt get install youtube dash dl all right are you ready for it this is kind of cool. I've got a video uh, on YouTube that I placed up there, which we obviously we have the rights to, but also uh, we're waiving all, you know, saying that anyone who wants it can okay. can also. Did you make it? I did, yeah. And it's pretty obvious that I made it. <laughs> You're not a pro professional videographer? <laughs> there. It can't be much clearer than that. All right. We've got permission <laughs> to download this video. Okay. So... With, with that particular video, and it's got our theme music and so on and so forth, uh, let's jump, jump back to Debian. And what we want to do is YouTube-DL, because we've already installed that, and we're going to go HTTPS colon slash slash www.youtube. This is where it helps to be able to type quite fast, or you can paste if you have it in your clipboard, slash watch. And notice that it is just the URL of that video. WS. Okay, so that is the the same URL that is in my browser right now. And as soon as I hit enter, YouTube DL is going to grab that video, download mm -hmm. it to my computer, whichever the current whatever the current folder is. So now if I go back to that folder that I had open, you see that that video is now playing in VLC. What? Yeah. So it's got the what it considers to be the best quality. If I right-click on that and go Information, we see the codec is 1280 by 720. Mm -hmm. However, if I go back to YouTube, I see that the video is, in fact, available in 1080p. So why is it only giving me the 720p file? So that's where we get into something a little more sophisticated. We can go back to our command here, and we can type dash F, and that's a capital F, and hit Enter. And what that's going to do is it's going to connect to that file and it's going to show us all the available options. You'll see that 1280 by 720 is considered the best and there is nothing over that. However, there is a 1080p MP4 dash video. 
Mm-hmm. And if we're familiar with Dash Video, now I can't download that directly because what it is is it's a, uh, so that if uh, my bandwidth were low, okay. it would automatically clock down to 720p. And then if it starts to stutter, it will clock down to 480p. You can see that mm-hmm. just above that. But then there's also an audio track w- nice. for Dash Audio, which is separate from the video. So the video is automatically going to be able to change between 1080p, 720p, 480p, 360, 240, and 144, but the audio stays static. And there may be other audio tracks depending on your video, but you can't directly download a Dash video because it won't play. It's okay. meant to be auto-fluctuated between different bit, bit rates. However, I want that 1080p. Mm-hmm. How can I possibly do that? Because the video, if I download it, will not work. That's why YouTube DL is saying this is the best one, 720p. What we can do is we can actually specify which version we want by changing that to a lowercase f and then adding the numerical value next to, see those, 140, 160, Mm -hmm. 133. So the 1280 by 720 file is number 22. The 1080p video dash, uh, dash video is 137. But it has no audio and it won't play unless we do this. So dash lowercase f, 137. Mm-hmm. If I hit enter on that, it's going to download the dash video, but I won't be able to play it. Now I need to combine it. Pardon me. Combine it by pressing plus and then find the audio track, which is number 140. So I type in 140. So now my link looks like that or my command looks like that dash lowercase f 137 plus 140 it's not going to be the same for you you need to first do the uppercase f to get this list with the corresponding numbers on the left column there and then you can combine the two so now if i hit enter it's going to download again Mm -hmm. but this time there it goes you can see it's taking a little bit longer because it's getting different formats but look it merged the formats into that particular file okay so let's take a look at that go back to my folder here it's overwritten the file and if i click on it it's going to start playing oh there it is okay i'm going to stop that right click on it and go information codec and you'll see now my file is 1920 by 1080 Mm -hmm. so i've actually got the hd uh, full quality video and that could be 4k that could be mm-hmm. 2.5 or whatever the highest quality is that you want so then the next step is um, audio if i don't want video but i just want an mp3 file for my mp3 player mm-hmm. so that i can listen to my favorite podcast you like category 5 technology tv so you want to get an mp3 file of that video okay. that you found on on youtube and and we license you to do so because it's uh, creative commons attribution 2.5 canada so you can do that so how do we do that in one fell swoop so I can download, convert, and have an MP3 file as my end result. YouTube DL will do that for you as well. Oh, if you just, just grab the audio? It. Just do it. Well, you can't just grab the audio because the audio is dash format. Okay. So it will not work. What we have to do instead, mm. let's jump back, is we say, okay, backing up, let's do this. I hit up. There's my original command where it's just meant to download the 720p or best format so now i can go dash dash extract dash audio so i'm telling it uh, what i want to do is i want to actually extract the audio from this url this file and then dash dash audio dash format space mp3 
And if I hit enter on that, it's going to grab the audio from what it thinks is the best version uh, of the video. Or I can specify dash lowercase f 140, and it will grab it from the dash audio, which is 128K. <laughs> worst. It thinks it's the worst because it's the smallest file, right? But now if I just do it on the URL itself without any extra commands, so we've done YouTube-DL, dash dash extract audio, dash dash audio format with a dash in the middle there, MP3, and then the URL, and it's wrapped to the next line. If I hit enter, what's going to happen is it's not downloading the MP3. It has downloaded the video, and then it has converted it to MP3, and then it has deleted the original file, the video. Mm. Okay, so if I and it actually looks like it grabbed the M4A file, the audio file, not the video. So that's cool. So it actually knew that I was going for audio. So now I should have two files in that folder. One of them is an MP3 file. All right. And if I double click on that, there it is. Yep. I've got the audio from that video. So that works out really well if I want to take it in my MP3 player mm. and not watch video. I can't watch video in the car. That's dangerous. And now you'll be able to Don't do it. just take the MP3. Mm-hmm. So that's all there is to it, folks. That's YouTube-DL. Mm-hmm. It's available absolutely free for you on Linux, your favorite Linux distribution. We use Debian tonight. Okay. Um, so the commands to install it may be a little bit different. If you're on, for example, Enteragos or Arc, you may have to bring up uh, Pac-Man and do a search for YouTube-DL. Whatever your favorite package manager is, just look for YouTube-DL, and that will get the most current copy from that repository for you. Where's my thing? This is Category 5 Technology TV, and uh, I'm Robbie. And I'm Shelly. And if we've helped you out today or in the past, feel free to throw something in our tip jar. Yeah, you can do that. That's yeah. a great idea. Donate.category5.tv. That's it. Or even through Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Category 5, and then you're able to participate in the draw and for two teeny draw. Two. Two of them. Get to could race. Get two of them. We're not giving away one of these. We're giving away two of them to the same person. So you get to race. Check that out. There's also there the partner links that we've got. I mean, there's been a lot of chat about that in the room tonight, various things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we've also got the, the partner links, and you can check that out as well. Uh, you know, maybe you want to get a custom T-shirt. says, I am Root on it, something like that. <laughs> you know, that was going on in the chat room. Root. Yeah, it's true. We, we, you can go to our partner links, and we've got uh, Buy a Shirt right there. Uh, you can go to cat5.tv slash shirt to go right to that site. Can we go to that page for a own? quick sec if we have time? Can to we? create a shirt or our no, partner no. page? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. We've got partner pages all throughout our network, but uh, to jump on to category5.tv, the, sh- the show website for Category 5 Technology TV, okay. if we go to support us up at the top here, and you'll see our tip jar and everything. But then we've got our partner affiliate links. Oh, okay. There that takes go. you over here. And we've got, I mean, so many different things to choose from. Uh, these are all our partners at the current time. And this is an evolving list. And sometimes they come and sometimes they go. So uh, keep on top of what we have here. Um, certainly Amazon is a very popular one with our viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, eBay, uh, DreamHost for uh, cheap web hosting. And we even have a coupon code there. Uh, to get you uh, unlimited hosting for $70 a year. Uh, we've got eBay Dollar Shave Club. If you've got a, uh, you know, everybody needs to shave. So, hey, there you go. Everybody uh, needs best to shave. Year. Yeah, well, I, mean, <laughs> I do. Dollar Shave Club for the win. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, That's just through our website, category5.tv. And thank you, everybody, for supporting us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And we feel uh, just so... Um, appreciated 
And with yeah. every, every time that I get an email that we have a new patron, and it's 25 yes. cents an episode. It's from an individual standpoint for you individually. It's mm-hmm. it's not that tough. And some people are doing one dollar an episode. Some people are doing five dollars an episode. And you can choose, but starting at 25 cents an episode, that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. And it makes us feel so good to know that our viewers are standing by us Mm -hmm. and there's power in numbers. So the more of us that uh, come together and and make that happen, the the better the shows are going to be. You know, if we're on top of our rent and everything else, then Mm -hmm. we're investing in new equipment and we're able to get upgraded this and that and and, uh, going from there. We've been doing this a lot of years and we're really looking forward to what's to come. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Shelly, for being here. Oh, it was fun. Thanks, Jeff. Great to see you. And uh, thanks also, Adam, on camera. And thanks to you uh, for watching Category 5 Technology TV. See you next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.